Come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And thank you guys for joining us, whether you're joining us in the audio version or the video version of this podcast. Number what, 86? I'm afraid um, to say it. We messed the number. I messed the number up. Look, I'll take responsibility. I messed the number up on the podcast episode more than any other mistake I make in life, I think. It's hard to get it right. Well, especially because on Apple Podcasts, it's a number off. So whenever we yeah. go to figure out what number we're on, then we get confused because we're like, do we go back a number? Do we go forward a number? What number are we actually on? Put your left foot in. You put your right foot in. It's out. 87. We got an answer. Is it number 87? It means somebody else pays more attention than we do. I feel like, did we type an 87 in the in the thumbnail? I oh, I mean, we did put the... Did it, was it in a 7, though? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. was. It? Okay, good. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? It's it's 80-something. <laughs> All right, so listen. Today, we got a lot of stuff we want to cover in this episode, and um, we are going to have some visuals in this one. Not a lot, so if you're listening... To the podcast audio version only, fear not. Just go over to the Fantastic Cruising community when this, by the time this comes out, actually what we'll probably do is maybe put it in the, the post that's giving you the link to the podcast. We'll put the pictures or maybe we'll just do a picture post. We'll do pictures and stuff that we show in here on that. So you won't miss them. Or you can just go over to YouTube and watch it later and go to the parts where there's video. Yeah. Either way, fear not, fear not. So, um, all right, let's, what do we got? Where, where, where are we at? I don't know what's going on. Do you want to start with some emails? <laughs> yeah, that's what we do, right? You want to do emails? Emails. We've got. A couple. A couple. Let's prepare. Okay. We have one from Terry and Terry says romantic things to do on a cruise. Oh, that was a, our Valentine's day episode. It was. Um, hi, Matt and Kimbra. Just trying to catch up on some of the numerous podcasts sitting on my phone. As you can imagine, Corona has kept me out of my car for the better part of the past year. I have surprised my husband, John, with a cruise. I called his boss, packed his bags, put them in the trunk, morning of, told my husband that I had booked him off for the day. Let's go. Hopped in the car and off we went. Now, when we turned off to the airport, I did have to let him know what was going on. And there was a bit of confusion between me and the boss as they thought John would be home a few days sooner than he turned up. But it all turned out fine. It was our first cruise and was amazing. It was the Royal Caribbean vision of the seas. I wish someone would surprise me with a trip. Was that in the email? Yes, yeah, so it says, I wish or someone I would oh, surprise me. I thought maybe you were just saying that. No, I don't, I don't think... I, I don't think I could do that because I like the preparation of it. Okay, I'll, I'll never surprise you. Also, how are you going to book it? I'll book it. I got friends. Well, don't you want to book it through Fantastic I mean, Travel? If it, was a, if it was a surprise, 
I could just talk to Adam. We can make, <laughs> it, we can make it work. All right. All right. Um, and about the massages, if you don't want to feel the pain, let them know you're looking for a gentle, relaxing massage. 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 I love massage pain. My mantra is breathe through the pain. It will all be worth it tomorrow. <laughs> Take care. And maybe one day we can seize the day on the same ship. Look, uh, that's, that's really, that's really cool. I, I, their first cruise, that is bravery. Yeah. I mean, your first cruise and you surprise, it's a surprise cruise. I, I know I would be a little apprehensive about that too. I mean, it would be amazing, but then I'm like, oh, I do so much preparation. Like I would be pulling my hair out. Well, that's why I, I said I don't have I any, but pull my hair out. But at the same time, at the same time, that would be such an epic surprise. Like maybe it wouldn't matter because it'd be like, Oh, we're going on a cruise. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's I, cool. Look, we we're not going to like read a bunch of stuff from the, um, from the chat through the whole thing, but I just want to point out that we've gotten three super chats now. Yeah. And, and wow. Thank you guys. That's amazing. Thank you guys thank so much you. for supporting the, the podcast and everything. It's truly appreciated. And also um, our friend, Dan, who we actually got to, Hang out with on Zoom this week. Well, the the bot thing's going after him again. What? what? I don't know. It gave him a now warning. it's symbols. I'm gonna have to just turn the Nightbot off. <laughs> Nightbot is not going after the right things. We haven't had any problems yet, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't like his Let's Rock thing. What? Yeah, he, I don't know. Oh, anyway, I, I turned all that stuff off. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm it's got sorry, it in for Dan. Dan. It's just look. Real auntie, if you are on the uh, on the YouTube's and you're a creator, because I know we've got some creators like Lovey and and also I, I've seen several on there now. I can't. MGM. Uh, um, anyway, put yeah, put hashtag creator, and then if you're watching live, make sure to go over to their channels and support them. If you're watching in the future, then um, go over to YouTube and watch the replay and look for some amazing creators in. The chat but all right we have another email we have another email from quincy quincy has emailed us before yes quincy said missed my message uh-oh uh-oh he said hey matt and kimbra i hope all is well a couple weeks back you missed a question that i asked but you answered it last podcast so thank you for that do you know if on royal caribbean if you are solo and on a suite solo. you get oh, four oh, times oh, the points oh. and if you book soon you get eight times the points Haha. <laughs> I was also wondering if Virgin is going to do a point system. Thank you for everything, and I hope all is well. P.S. Mm. I didn't know you had four pets. I thought it was just Reno and Luna. It's okay. We're, we only tease about the pet thing. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. Did we? What did we find out about Virgin doing? We oh. didn't actually look at Virgin. Huh. That's not one of them that we added to our list. So we don't um, know what the loyalty I program, don't... if there is a loyalty program with Virgin. I feel like they'll probably have something. Um, I have let them cruise first. Poor Virgin. I know. Let them get a ship on the water with people in it that don't don't work for the company. Yeah, I. My um, goodness. I haven't I haven't looked into their loyalty program. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. We'll find out if when we yeah, hear we will report. Absolutely. If anybody in the chat knows, let us uh, let us in on that. Yeah. But uh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So. That's awesome. Thank you for the emails. If you guys do have emails, send them over to fantasticcruising at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll answer them. Yeah. If we don't get to yours, 
like Quincy's, it could mean that we're just behind a little bit, but it also could mean that we just missed it. So remind us, let us know. Because unless you wrote something like really horrible that we can't repeat, then we're probably going to read it yeah. on there. Or if you're like, this isn't for you to read, then obviously we won't. But we will We will either respond to your email with an email or we will read it on the air. And if we don't do either of those, then, um, then let us know. I just realized that that does said, not say the right thing. It says FC, like yeah. fantastic cruising. So I'm going to fix that real quick. All right. So okay. moving on. I'm going to say one more thing. Oh, okay. Um, so before we actually started the, the podcast part, we jumped on for a little chat and a question that popped up by Adam and it's completely expected was how can I book a cruise? So <laughs> here's, here's my sales pitch. Fantastic travel at gmail.com. I can book your cruise. Matt can talk about booking your cruise. I can help. And then I'll actually do the booking part. Also, it's the way you want it. Trust me. I have officially booked my first three Fish. cruises. Yeah. Yes. Cheers to that. So, you know what I realized? I was listening back. To, oh, I don't have any ice in there. I was listening back to our, our last one. I'm like, oh, you can hear the ice rattling in my glass. All I have is water. the ice is melted. So it's starting. And as far as I know, the clients are happy. We'll see. Yes. Well, I mean, they haven't cruised yet. So, but no, they, they will but be happy. I, I think I think I've done an okay job. They <laughs> were my job. they were my trial, and they knew that. So, yes, yeah, more, more on that as we progress. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, cool. So, should we get on with tonight's main topic? Let's do it. Tonight's <clears throat> main topic is all about the port of Belize, unbelievable. Which is a uh, which is a port in the Western Caribbean. That's right. I mean, technically, it's part of Central America. If you cruise out of Tampa, whenever that starts again, or you cruise out of any port in Florida or even ports in like the Gulf of Mexico, there is a real good chance that Belize could be on your itinerary. So uh, what we decided to do is we decided to take a look at Belize. I've been there three times. You've been there one time one time, and, um, and just kind of pick out some of the highlights, things that we think that people will like to do some of the best things to do in Belize. Um, so uh, first of all, Belize, like I said, is in Central America and um, and they are a tender port. And I don't mean they're like, they're like soft and squishy, squishy. I mean, there <laughs> you have to the boat, the ship, the ship will anchor and you have to get on a tender and then you have to take an tender if you're not sure what that is is a smaller boat that or pulls up to the ship. Water shuttle. Water shuttle. It's, carnival. Yes. And then you will tender over to Belly's City Port. That is the cruise port in Belly's. It's called Belly's City Port. And um, it is a long, tender ride. And again, I don't yes. mean tender. Like sometimes it's bumpy. But it's a long. It's one of the longest that it, I've experienced. I feel like it was like. 10 to 15 minutes. It might be more like 15 or 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, like it's a it's a pretty it's a long bit. ride. It's a bit. Like most tender rides I feel like are like 5 to 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, and they vary. It depends on where you're at and weather can play a role and stuff like that. So uh so yeah, so that that is Belize in a nutshell. Now, um 
here's here's what we did. We kind of broke this into into big groups of activity type things that you can do excursion wise. And uh, we really kind of picked out the ones that were either unique to Belize or that we thought Belize did an exceptional job at. And one of the first things that we wrote down is that a lot of these activities you can do, if you're going to do one of the activity active activities, they can be comboed together. So, for example, there are a lot of things that, that have to do with going on a jungle trail. Uh, these are not necessarily wildlife eco-tour things. You can do like bikes, ATVs, uh, off-road buggies, even horseback. Uh, and that could be your whole excursion. But in many cases, that will be coupled with one of the other things that we're going to mention. Mm -hmm. And what's one of the other things we're going to mention, which kind of goes along with that. One of the other things? Yeah. Like the next one on our list? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So Exactly <laughs> like the next one on our list. Exactly um, what I meant. Precisely. So, so the Belize River is a river that a lot... <laughs> and Billy City is a city. Surprise! Billy City Port is a... Never mind. Okay. Um, anyways, there's a lot of excursions that go on Belize River. And such as like kayaks. They have like an eco-tour. They have airboats. Um, but on Belize River, you can see different birds, manatees, crocodiles, monkeys, iguanas. I don't know why you wrote culture. Because one of the things I have done on one of my three trips was actually I did an eco tour uh, of the <laughs> Belize River. And and so I was hoping to see crocodiles. Oh, that's right. I remember why you wrote that. But I didn't see any crocodiles. But I did see where they had like metal cages along the river because – People still do their laundry, I guess, some of them in the river. And so that is to keep the crocodiles from eating them, which I found just fascinating. And and also we did see manatee on that river tour. We saw monkeys on that river tour. We saw iguanas on that river tour. And the reason I wrote culture is because even though it was an eco tour and the guy did talk about the animals and maybe a couple plants. They also spent a lot of time talking about the culture of bellies. And uh, one of the interesting things is what they said was that how everybody kind of lived together in very different levels of wealth, but seemed to get along. Like there was, there was no, I don't know, like looking down your nose or whatever. That, that's the way they described it. And you would see like a bigger house next to like literally a shanty, uh, on the river, but we got a little bit of culture there, which is cool when you get to like learn a little bit about the place you're visiting besides just the touristy parts. Yeah, actually most of the descriptions talked about learning about the culture. And then the one excursion that I did that I'll talk about when we get to it, the whole bus ride there and back, that's all they talked about. So I feel like that's a big thing that Belize really tries to do with all of their excursions is to to share and educate people about the culture of Belize. Now, one of the things I see Stacy writing in there that they went to Belize and just hung out at the port, had like a drink. Um, I would say, and I think Kimbra agrees with me on this, as far as actual ports go, where you go in the port and they have shops and they have restaurants, they have bars, not, not a highlight, not like one of my favorites. Maybe other people have had other experiences. It was... I mean, I like some of those areas. I enjoy like Cozumel and Roatan and Dominican Republic. Some of those ports are kind of fun to hang out in. Uh, eh, 
not too impressed with bellies. So if you do go to bellies, it may not be something you just want to go to the port and hang out. But, you know, I've, I've only hung out in the port once for a little bit. So it's possible that I am mistaken about that as well. Um, now, besides doing the, the tours on boats, you can do like airboats on the river. You can do kayaks on, on the river. Did you? I said Sorry. all of those things. I was probably, I was probably reading and yeah. <laughs> well, now they, now you know it twice, so you can do it <laughs> and it'll be twice as fun. But, uh, but yeah, so, and, and again, a lot of these might be comboed with other things. Like for example, you could go to the Bellies Zoo. Yeah, which uh, apparently is like they also call like Jaguar Zoo because Belize is known for their jaguars. I've never seen one, but I also didn't do an excursion that I would. <laughs> well, I don't think people see jaguars are not an animal that you would see in the yeah, wild. Yeah, but they do like jungle trails and stuff. Yeah, but they probably have like captive jaguars. Well, yeah, the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a ja I mean, if you could see a jaguar in the wild, but I, I mean, think it'd be cool. You could also see a Florida panther, but it's probably not going to well, really happen. Well, okay, good point. Good so, point. yeah. I mean, the cats are really good at hiding and not being seen, and uh, and jaguars don't want you to see them, typically. If okay. you do see a jaguar, you may not be able to tell anybody you saw it. That's true. So, okay. So, I don't know. It would be really cool it'd to see cool. a jaguar as long as you survived. But, um, and you, I don't know. I don't know about cats. I like them. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you could you could so you could also go to zip lines. They have zip lines there. Yeah. If you're you know if if you're into the more sort of active part of activities, you know they've got the ATVs and the bikes and all that stuff and the kayaks, the zip lining, and then the one that you did. Yes, which is cave tubing, and it was it was really cool. Um, not a lot of wildlife, which is what I like to see, but. It was, it was a neat experience. And actually, one of the things that was really cool was on the top of the cave, there was a bunch of little holes, and there were actually bats up in those. So that was that was the excitement of my wildlife. That's wildlife. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. Weren't you the wildlife in the cave? I was probably the wildlife. Woo! Yeah. I was actually, so they hook like, I want to say like six or eight tubes together, and then like you have a guide, and then like there's all these little pods of tubes that kind of go down. And I think that we were in the front. So like everybody was behind, I think I mean, there might've been one other group in front of us, but that was kind of fun. So like okay. I was up front and wild. <laughs> I have not done the cave tubing, so I can't speak to it, but I can tell you based on Kimbra and also a lot of other feedback I've heard from uh, people in the cruising community, it seems to be a popular excursion to do. And th this is something that is available in some other ports, like Cozumel has some of this and things like that. But uh, but Belize seems like one of the one of the good places to do the cave tubing. So if that is something you're interested in, um, then yeah, that 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 would be a good spot to do it in. Yeah, they now, also they also fed us on that excursion, and that chicken was like seasoned with some of the best stuff I've ever had. Like it was a good chicken. Whenever you go to a lot of these ports, this is true for a lot of these ports, you can get some really good food. But yeah, I have noticed that the food in Central American ports specifically 
has been outstanding, like Roatan and stuff like that. I mean, also, I don't know. I I, I just like food. I mean, the food in Mexico is remember the really juice. Oh, the juice. Oh, the juice. This is not about Cozumel, but the no, juice. No, but the juice. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other thing that is a good thing to do that's kind of unique to Central America and Mexico are going to be visiting Mayan ruins. So there are a few different Mayan ruins that you can go to in the port of Belize. And we're going to, should we start with the, the closest or the furthest? I'll start with the furthest. Okay. Uh, you want to read that word? Yeah. <laughs> um, Zanantunic. I think so. Zunantunic. 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 Yeah. I, I just watched my mouth when I said it. It doesn't move. Zunantunic. Zunantunic. <laughs> Maybe you're doing like a ventriloquist, isn't it? Zunan Zunan anyway, it is. This is this is the tallest um, place or Mayan thing in the Belize port. It's the tallest one. You can climb on the structures if the weather is cooperative, or at least some of the structures. So that's a thing with Mayan ruins that some of them you can climb on them, some of them you can't. For some people, that's a make or break feel apparently as long as the weather's okay you can uh, you can climb on this one um it, it there's some local shopping there you they feed you lunch this is pretty common you're going to hear this theme with all the mayan ruins in belize and most mayan ruins although i will say the one i did in costa maya they didn't feed us at all but it was good it was still good uh this is the catch, though. A lot of these Mayan ruins are pretty far from the cruise port. So this one, Zunantunic, is like the whole total time for this excursion is, is usually about seven hours. And that is two hours of travel time there and two hours of travel time back. So that's a lot of travel time. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's they can't move the Mayan ruins closer to the port. So you've got to go to them. It's the only, only choice you got. I'd like to see them try. And keep in mind that that is not including the 20-minute tender ride you have over to the port. So, you know, bear that in mind. Now, what's the next one on here is Lamini. Lamini. Lamini is uh, – it has several buildings, so it's a pretty decent Mayan ruin to visit. You can climb on at least some of the buildings, and it has the food and shopping. It's, it's an – a six-hour tour, so it's a little bit shorter tour, but the travel time is is complicated. It is about two-hour travel there and back again, but with Zunantunic, I believe you're just on a bus after you get to the, the port. Mm -hmm. With this one, you go on a bus, and then you get on a speedboat. For 30 minutes. For 30 minutes, yeah. So... So you get a little bit, you know, all these rides are far and long, but if you get, usually they have guides on there, they're talking to you, and sometimes it's some interesting scenery, a good way to see the country. So it's not like it's a waste to just travel, but just know that you're going to be in for that travel. So what's the last one? Altoon? Ha. 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 Altoon. Ha. Just one ha. Okay. Ha. Tell us about Alton Ha. Um, oh, that's the one that's the closest to the port. Yes. I couldn't find a travel time, but it's going to be less than the other two. It's, well, yeah, the whole the, tour is four hours. Yeah, the whole excursion is four hours. So I'd say, I, I can't even guess because I don't know. 
It's <laughs> less than four hours. Less than four hours. It's probably less than two hours. Probably. Otherwise, you wouldn't have any time there. Correct. I think it's fairly close, actually. Yeah. Um, you can climb the climb the temples there. They have lots of structures and, of course, food and stuff. Um, that one, there was one specific structure that the description talked about that you could see at this place. But I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it was there's some so so some of these one of the things that I meant to research and I apologize because I forgot to do it is that when you're talking about Mayan ruins, something to think about is that the Mayan Empire lasted a long, long time. So some of these Mayan ruins date to different eras or time frames in the Mayan civilization. So just like if you were to visit America. You know, we've been around like a couple hundred years, even if you went back to like the, the colonial times and then you're talking what, like six, 600 years or less than 600 years. I mean, that's a much smaller time gap than what we're talking about Mayan civilization. And if you visited something from like Columbus times, as opposed to something from like the 1800s or, you know, current, it's going to look a lot different. So that's true as well with the Mayan ruins. So these are from different eras of Mayan civilization. And that's something that could be interesting. Some of these have museums and some of them have other artifacts besides just the, the stone structures that you can see. I think what you're referring to is like a jade statue. Yes, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, it went on and on about this statue, and, whatever it is. And a personal recommendation that I have, if you are interested in Mayan ruins, is look for some before you go look for some information on Mayan ruins, specifically look up and research the place you're going to go and try and find a little bit of information out about it. You are going to have tour guides there and they're going to give you information on site. But if you already have a little bit of knowledge about Mayan civilization, especially the, the site you're going to and that time frame, I think it's going to enhance your experience. When I went, I didn't know much about the Mayan civilization at all. I was totally enthralled by it. And I came back and I downloaded like a bunch of books on Mayan civilization that were very dry and boring. But I mean, they were presented in a boring way, but they were interesting to me. And I wish I had known some of that information before. You don't have to go crazy like me and listen to like 16 hours of information on Mayan civilization because I've forgotten about 15 and a half hours of that anyway, but, uh, but, you know, do a little bit of homework and it'll, it'll make your um, experience a little bit more entertaining. I think, I think. All right. And then we get into the Kimbra and Matt part of Belize because Belize is on the Mesoamerican uh, reef track, the barrier reef. It is the second largest barrier reef in the world, right behind the great barrier reef which is of course in Australia. So this is a, there's a lot of really incredible things to do underwater. And one of them is scuba dive. So there are some dive trips you can take in Belize and we're not going to go into great detail on that, but if you are interested in scuba diving in Belize, some friends of ours, the YouTube channel, Blue Horizon Diving, look them up. Uh, they just got back from a trip to Belize, and they've only posted at the time of this podcast airing, they'd only posted one video of diving over there. But in this one video, loggerhead sea turtles, spotted eagle rays, nurse sharks, really cool. It's amazing. Remoras uh, going after the divers, trying to hook onto them. Really cool. 
great channel. They're from Bermuda. So if you're interested in Bermuda, these guys have a magnificent channel. It's, all, it's scuba. It's a scuba channel, but um, really cool stuff. And that'll give you a, a real good look at diving in um, Belize. But if you're not a scuba diver or you don't want to dive, you can also snorkel. And there are a lot of options. And these are also going to be your options if you're looking for that relaxing beach day. Or if part of you are looking for a relaxing beach day and part of you want the adventure of snorkeling. And there are really three different places that they tend to take you in Belize. And they're all little islands. And the cool thing about these excursions is that the tender boats will come and pick you up from the cruise ship and they will take you to the island. And then when it's done, they'll take you back to the cruise ship. So you don't actually go to the port at all. You're literally getting tendered to the excursion from the cruise ship. So that's pretty awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, the, the three islands are called uh, Starfish Island, Rendezvous Key, K, whatever, and Goff's Key, K. And I've been to two of them. And the problem is I'm not exactly sure which two I've been to. I think <laughs> I've been to Starfish K twice. Island. Island. Starfish Island twice. And I think I was at Rendezvous K, but I might have been at Goff's K. Here's what I can tell you. Uh, Starfish Island, go ahead and roll that that video here because it's a we just have some really some some photos of it. It's it's really cool. All three of these islands are very much out in the open. Starfish Island, you can actually see some some mangroves and stuff far off. Like in, if you're watching the video, you can see them there. But it's it's a tiny little place. Like all three of these islands are so small that you could throw a football across the island or a frisbee. I mean, I probably couldn't, but you probably could. could. And, and so really cool, lots of beautiful coral there. Um, I've seen the stingrays there and moray eels there and lots of cool stuff. Visibility, the one trip I went, it was crystal clear. The other trip, it was not awesome. It was pretty windy, rainy weather, but it was still like, eight, nine feet visibility, and you're snorkeling in pretty shallow water. Uh, the other two are even more remote. Like the one that I was on, you couldn't even see land from it. Like it was super tiny. Now, the one downside to this is that basically the way it works is you jump on these snorkel tours, and what they'll do is they'll separate you in a group. So they'll say, we've got a guy that does beginners, like never snorkeled before. We've got an intermediate and we've got an advanced. And these are very relative terms. If you have snorkeled before and are a little bit comfortable, go with the advanced group. If you have, if you have never snorkeled and you're literally going to struggle with keeping your head in the water, that's the beginner group. If you have snorkeled a couple times, but you're a pretty confident swimmer, that's the intermediate group. So uh, now this could vary depending on probably who's in the group with you, but that's what I found. The cool thing about these is they will take you around these islands. You get to see a lot of neat stuff. It's a lot of fun. If you're not knowledgeable about the marine life, they're going to teach you a little bit about that. The bad thing about them is um, you have to stick with the group, and that's kind of a bummer for me. They go at a certain pace. You have to keep up with them or, you know, slow down to, to keep with them. Uh, one of the times I was there, found some Caribbean reef squid and just wanted to take lots of pictures of those. Not everybody was interested in Caribbean reef squid. They were trying to move on. My buddy Mark and I were like, 
honed in on these reef squid. And that was kind of a bummer. When you get to the end of that, most people are content to have that 40 minute snorkel or whatever, and then go up, have a couple cocktails, sit on the beach and, and just, you know, watch the world go by. I was not, I wanted to get back in the water and snorkel some more until I had to get back onto the ship. They won't let you do that. They'll let you snorkel in certain limited areas, but not around the island on the main reef because it's just open water. So you get swept out or something and I guess somebody could get into trouble. So that's kind of a bummer for me, but um, it's not a bummer that I would say don't do that because it is really beautiful snorkeling. And even in the little area that they will let you snorkel afterwards, even though it's more grassy and just little clumps of coral, I've seen some really neat stuff there, like moray eels and all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, really cool. Uh, I would I would say, you know, check that out if that's something that you're interested in. Those are our highlights for um, those are our highlights for Belize. Now, before we have a cruise creature, but before we get into that, because I see Kimber's got okay. her, her finger on there, we can wait. Let's let's do. We're going to try an interactive portion of this podcast. We haven't tried this yet, so if you're listening in, we'll see how it goes. But basically, we've asked the people that are in our audience, which I don't know how many we actually have right now. If they want to share their favorite port and why it's their favorite port, what we're doing, if you are in our studio audience here, is we are putting a link in the chat. And if you'd like to come on for just a couple minutes and tell us your favorite port and why, you can click that link and you'll show up in a queue. And then we will bring you on and see how many people we get and see if we can have a little combo-sation about your favorite port and why it's your favorite port. Now, if you are one of the people that want to come on to this live stream podcast, make sure that if you do that, that you do turn YouTube all the way down when we do bring you on. Uh, otherwise, we'll get a feedback loop. Okay. And you'll want to probably have, you don't have to have your camera on, but you know, people like to see you. So you can have your camera on if you would like to do that. So we'll see if we get anybody in the audience. And if this works out, then this will probably become something that we do kind of on the regular in the podcast. Uh, if we don't get anybody, <laughs> then we probably won't because, you know, we won't have anybody. So it just won't work out that well. But since this is the first time, it's a little bit of an experimentation, experimental And Do you want to jump into the cruise creature while we see if somebody pops on? Uh, that's a good idea. So we can see if we get people into the into the list there, and um, and we can go right into the cruise creature. Let's hit it. All right. Well, today's cruise creature, in honor of our friend John Klaikowski. I, I did this. I'm doing this cruise creature for him, basically. Um, and that is because he experienced this in his recent trip to St. John. And this animal is called the fire coral. And the fire coral is, is an interesting animal. First of all, you should know that the fire coral is not coral. Is it fire? It is fire. Underwater. No, it's not fire either. Fire coral is in the same group. It's in the, the phylum Nadaria, which was Selenorata when I was in high school, but it's Nadaria now. And um, and they are related to coral and jellyfish and also related to um, 
hydras, Portuguese man of war, sea anemones, all those things, all the stuff, right? But fire coral is different. Fire coral is, it, it looks like coral, but it's not coral. We'll find out why in a little bit. It's also, um, it's called millipora, which means thousand pores. So I'm going to bring up a video here. And uh, first, you're going to see a jellyfish, which I'll talk about. We'll, I'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. But uh, if you're watching right you're now. You're ready for it? Yeah, go ahead. But I'm going to have you pause in just a minute here on the video. So so if you're wondering what fire coral looks like, uh, it's usually a yellowish brown stuff. I'll go back and just kind of pause at that at that first one there. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Technical I difficulties. I don't know how to go back. Oh, can you not? There, right up there. Anyway, it's kind of a yellowish brown um, group of animals. And so if you see it, um, it, it may look like regular coral. But if you look closely, one of the differences is that it doesn't have the big, large pores that coral would normally have, which are actually little polyps. And at night, most coral has tentacles that come out that you can see. During the day, most coral, those tentacles are pulled in. Now, Fire coral does have little tentacles. In fact, it has multiple types of little tentacles. They're just a lot smaller on the fire coral, but it's usually yellow brown. It can be either in sort of a branching shape. It can be in a, what's called plates, kind of like flat plates, and it can also be encrusting. And uh, now I'll go ahead and, and, and roll through these, these pictures here. So the first one is kind of your typical kind of encrusting. This this picture, which we're looking at now, is some encrusting fire coral on there. And, and the one there, you can, you can barely see it, but there's a little bit of yellow down there on the end. And then stop it right there if you can. We're still learning how to do this part. That's okay. You can stop it there. So one of the things I like to tell people about fire coral is you don't always know where it is. So the pictures that I'm showing, if you're listening in, are pictures of fire coral, which sometimes it's obvious. Other times, Right now, we're looking at a plane wreck that is in Coco Key, Coco K. Yeah. And this plane wreck is, is put there for snorkelers to snorkel over and investigate. Problem is, fire coral encrusted over this whole thing. And so if you look closely at the pictures, if you go later on on Facebook or, or if you're watching right now, um, there's like sort of the structure of this plane has that yellow encrusted coral species on it. That is the fire coral. Go ahead to the next frame there. And, um, and, and it can fill, go ahead and pause it there. It can, it can cover a whole surface. So this is part of the, uh, I guess the walls of the outer walls of the plane. And this can be on cement. This can be on rocks. This can be on metal, as you see in this, in this picture, if you're looking at this picture. And so the problem is, if you accidentally bump into this stuff, or if you purposely grab it or touch it, you may not realize that you're touching fire coral. But as soon as you do touch it, you will know that you're touching fire coral. Because what fire coral has is they have these little dactylzoid polyps, which have little bitty tentacles. And those tentacles are lined with nematocyst stinging cells. And if you touch them, they will inject you with lots and lots of tiny bits of venom, which burns really badly. Now, all of the animals in the Nidaria group have stinging cells, but some of them you might not feel at all. Some of them might have a very mild sting. 
Fire coral has a pretty nasty sting. It feels like burning sensation and it gets kind of itchy. That's why they call it fire coral. So you definitely don't want to uh, rub against this. Now, John had the misadventure of going through a, a small channel and I think he got pushed into it by a wave and it hit him, I want to say on the arm or the leg or something like that. And if you get this bad, if you hit this pretty bad, um, you're going to be possibly having this rash for up to two weeks. I've experienced fire coral a little bit. I know what it is, so I try and avoid it. But my first time in Coco Cay, I, there's these cement cannons supposed to be like um, the, what is it? The, um, oh, what's the Blackbeard ship? It's the, the, the queen. Uh, oh, I can't think of it. Darn it. Anyway, it's not, it's just concrete cannons. And I was trying to look in there. I grabbed it cause I thought it was just cement. It wasn't, it was fire coral. Boom. Hit me in the finger. My finger swelled up. It was sore for like a week and a half. It was not, it was not fun. But I learned my lesson. You shouldn't touch coral, okay, because that can kill it. But definitely you shouldn't touch fire coral because it will you'll regret it. So not only can it sting you, but it has it does make a skeleton, just like real coral does, of kind of a kind of a limestone type structure that's sharp. So it can physically cut you as well as sting you. But you know, you're probably killed it if you touched it. So it's fair, it's fair, right? Now they, besides having these dactylzoid um, polyps that sting things, they also have gastrozoid polyps, which gastro, you might guess what these do. Yes? Yeah. They, the gastro? They, they, what is the gastro, gastro is like, stomach? Gastropod is a word I know. <laughs> <laughs> Gastropods, which are like snails and stuff. So gastrozoids are the polyps that will then consume, digest the things that the dactylzoids stung. Dactylzoids sting, the gastrozoids eat. And, and then there's also another little polyp that we'll talk about in a second. But this is one of the things that makes them different than true coral. So true coral has polyps that has the tentacles that sting and the stomach is in the middle, just like a little bitty sea anemones living together as one big sea anemone. So there you go. Now, the other thing that makes them different than true corals is how they reproduce. Because that third polyp is called a gonozoid, like gonads. Yeah, the gonozoid. Now the gonozoid, this is really crazy. So the way that most coral reproduces is they it spawns and puts gametes in the water, which is a polite way of saying sperm and eggs. And, uh, and then they meet in the water. It's very romantic. And then they form little polyps. They can also reproduce through kind of cloning and stuff a little bit. But, but that's like their way of sexual reproduction. Fire coral is different. Fire coral is much more like a jellyfish in that these little gonozoids they actually are ejected off from the fire coral and they become a medusa phase, like a jellyfish phase. And they, there are males and there are females. And then while they're swimming around in the water, they're little tiny things, they will then excrete either sperm or eggs into the water, depending on whether they're male or female, and then they will reproduce that way. So that is why they're not actually coral. How about that? Pretty crazy, right? Yes. Now, what's maybe more important to you guys out there listening is what do I do if I am stung by fire coral? Well, I can tell you what you don't do. Don't pee on it. 
<laughs> don't pee on the fire coral sting. If you pee on the fire coral sting, you're going to only accomplish really uh, a couple of things. One, you're going to have a warm whatever you peed on. And two, you're going to um, feel really embarrassed about it. Maybe you won't, but I would. And you might, maybe you'll even cause an infection with peeing on it with the dirty. Ammonia does not help jellyfish stings or fire corals. That is not the answer. Don't do that, okay? Friends lied to you. I'm sorry, didn't have to break that to you. Not your friends, but the show friends. I think that's where that originated. Oh, is it? I think so. I think that is where it originated. Here's what you should actually do. You should rinse the area with seawater, okay? Not fresh water. Because these little tentacles stick onto whatever got stung. If you pour fresh water on there, um, you will set off the ones that didn't already sting you. So you don't want that. That's so you, some, you so don't. You'll, you'll just get stung again. You'll get stung more. You don't. That's not the effect you're going for. What you want is the seawater to try and wash them off, right? Then to get rid of the pain, what you want to do is you want to use. Uh, preferably a vinegar solution, which is like 5% acetic acid. And that will actually, the chemistry will actually kind of nullify some of the, the venom. Or if you don't have that, you can try 70% isopropyl alcohol. Uh, I saw that listed in some first aid things, but usually vinegar is the go-to. Now, once you've, once you've done that and now you're living with the pain the only thing you can really do is you can put like hydrocortisone cream on there. That'll help with like the itching and stuff. And, uh, and you can take normal pain meds like aspirin or ibuprofen or naproxen, stuff like that to try and help with it. Keep it clean. You know, you want to wash it out. You don't want like a secondary infection to set in because that can be a risk. So, you know, clean it out with soap and water once you've done the vinegar treatment and all that. And then just, um, just treat it, treat it for the symptoms after that. But that's the way to do it. That's what you got to do. So that is your cruise creature, the fire coral. Now, at the beginning of the video clip that, that I showed here, uh, there was a jellyfish in there. And that yeah. jellyfish, you bring it back up, that jellyfish, the reason I added it to tonight's podcast or this morning's podcast, whenever you're listening to this, this podcast <laughs> is because that is a warty jellyfish. I'm not saying that to be mean to the jellyfish. That's what it's called. Well, you think calling people or jellyfishes warty is a mean thing? I mean, you know, I think of witches when I think of. Oh, okay. Anyway, the warty jellyfish. Um, I ran into this literally in Belize. And I've been stung by jellyfish a lot. Like enough that I know that normally when I get stung by jellyfish in Florida, it's not really a big deal. Like it hurts for a second and it's fine. It's fine. You know, I've been stung in the face by a bee. That was way worse than, than a jellyfish sting. The warty jellyfish was a much more painful experience. I was swimming along. It was right around the time we saw a moray eel. And the guy was like, oh, well, a moray, moray eel down there. And um, I was going to swim down to see it. And all of a sudden, I got hit by something on my leg. And it felt like, you know, they, one of the misnomers is they all, Hollywood always portrays jellyfish stings as an electric shock and that's not what it is it's a venom sting it felt like somebody like zapped me i i understand why they attribute it to like a shock it hurt bad like it like shook me up for a second i knew exactly what it was because that's how i got the picture like i felt it <laughs> and i was like i'm getting a picture of this because i want to know what just stung me and i found that thing i didn't know at the time what kind of jellyfish it was um 
but it took me a minute. Like it, it, it hurt pretty bad. So just keep that in mind. If you're in some of these places, most of the jellyfish, fire coral, if you get stung by them, it's usually not that big of a deal, but there are a few out there that'll give you a painful sting. The sting actually, by the time we got back to the ship, it didn't even hurt anymore. There was nothing left to see of it or anything like that. So it really wasn't that bad. Not like, like a Portuguese man of war, some of the things they've got in other parts of the world. But, um, but yeah, it didn't feel good. Hmm. No, I didn't treat it with anything because I wasn't getting out of the water for that. So, but, uh, but that's why I had that in there. Now, I don't think we got anybody. We didn't get anybody wanting to join <laughs> us, but we did get people in the comments telling us what their, their favorite is. Okay. So we could read those. Okay. We can read those. If anybody in the comments does want to come on the podcast and, uh, and join us, then uh, just click that link and you'll pop into our little thing and we'll, we'll bring you on. But until that happens, or if that doesn't happen, we will, um, we'll read some comments. What do we got? So we have Uncty. He adores Roatan. He says crystal clear waters, almost transparent, bathtub warmth, utterly perfect. Roatan is one of my favorites too, Dan. And it was my favorite until I went to Curacao and Aruba, but uh, I love Roatan. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful water. Great place. Yeah. And then Stacy. Nope. That's not Stacy. Stacy's on there. Yes. I just read his, this is, <laughs> um, you said your name earlier. I'm sorry. It says walk Michigan. You said it. Terry, there we go. This is Terry. <laughs> Terry says, uh, Grand Turk is awesome. Yeah, Terry, I mean, Grand Turk is great because you can just get in the water if you're into snorkeling. You can just get in the water right there and snorkel in front of the ship. There's, It doesn't cost you anything. You've got as much time as you want as long as the ship's in port. Really cool. I've seen a lot of fun stuff there, and uh, it's, a, it's a great place to snorkel. And a, and a fun port. They've got a big, huge pool area. They've got bars and restaurants. Like, it, they got a little bit of something for everybody that wants that sort of Caribbean experience, I think. Yeah. So he says Grand Turk is one of the least affected by tourism. That's why I love it. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if he means, like, it doesn't seem, it still seems more like Grand Turk and not touristy. I Maybe. Don't know. I don't know. He says tough, tough to find those types of places on a cruise. Probably. That's probably what he's referring yeah. to. Uh, let's see. And then Stacy can't pick just one. Loves Half Moon K, Grand Turk, Curacao, Aruba, and Cozumel. Well, what's not to love? I mean, I, I there aren't any ports I don't like, but every one of those ports that he named are favorites of mine. Yeah. Every one of those are great. Um, Mike says Half Moon K is our bucket list. I hear oh, yeah. it's awesome. I mean, look, that's where I saw the octopus. So I've only seen octopuses twice in the wild, and that is the one that I got to really uh, see really well. So right yeah. there. But Half Moon K is beautiful, and, um, you know, the, the snorkeling is easy there, or it can be a little more complicated, but it's not, it's not advanced at all. And lots of lots of really cool stuff that you can see just standing in the water or swimming underwater. Yeah. Um, they love Grand Turk, loves to snorkel on the beaches in front of the cruise ship. Yeah, that's so cool. When you snorkel down and you can see the cruise ship, like on a really clear day, that's awesome. Um, I, let's see. One of our favorite 
um, snorkel excursions was in Roatan, mm. says uh, Beach Please. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, we've both been to Maya Key. Yes. And, and Maya Key has got some of the most outstanding snorkeling I've ever seen in my life. Like, it is just amazing. The lettuce coral there, it's just unbelievable. Un I know it's a Belize podcast, but I'm going to say Roatan, wow, great snorkeling. Yeah. Um, Andrew and Mal agree with Barbados. Oh, now that's not fair, guys, because we've never been to Barbados. You <laughs> guys are going to make us jealous. But I can tell you this, any port that Andrew and Mallory recommend... Well, because they dive everywhere too, right? So, so we're gonna like it. Like that's right. we might it might as well just be our opinion. Oh, they also say, <laughs> also Saint Croix and Saint Lucia. Yeah, more places we haven't been, right. guys. Thanks a lot. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam loves Saint Thomas Ooh. Paradise Point. Saint Thomas is besides the ABC Islands. Saint Thomas is the one cruise port that I really want to go to. I mean, I really want to go to all of them, but I really want to go to St. Thomas. You know, the interesting thing is we were listening to the Klaikowski's live stream and, and stuff and hearing him talk about it. He went to, technically he went to St. John's and stayed in St. John's. He like stopped in St. Thomas. For like one night. And he kind of, he and I'm not like, I'm not ragging on John at all. Trust me. I love John. But he kind of ripped on St. Thomas to, but, and, and I, and I think exactly what he was getting at. Is, is really cool is that compared relative to St. John, he said St. Thomas is like NASA. Now I, I enjoy NASA, but to me, that is not a rip on St. Thomas. That is like a, that is how awesome St. John is. Cause St. John is like almost all of that Island is, is national park. So it's very natural still and just sounds amazing. St. Thomas is beautiful and lots of cool stuff there. So I want to go to St. John now because it's hard to visit there on a cruise because you've got to get on a ferry that takes you over there and stuff, and you, you run out of time, I think. So he actually stayed there. I can't wait for his vlogs to come out on that. If you're, oh. if you're not familiar with the Klaikowskis, check them out. All of these people that are going on like land-based vacations right now make me really want to go on some of these vacations, but also I want to cruise, <laughs> and I can't do both like all the time right it's yeah it's hard uh let's see and then we have rotan is my favorite i got to hold a sloth it was cool that's from mgm family travel i mean who doesn't love to hold a sloth right i've never gotten to hold a sloth i've got the pet of sloth we have a sloth at the aquarium now it's public knowledge it is we've had it for several months but so i have been able to pet a sloth i've been able to get paid to pet a sloth Yes. Multiple times. Not that they're paying me to actually pet the sloth, but it's like while I'm on the clock, the sloth goes by and they're like, we need people to pet the sloth. Yeah. So it gets used to human interaction. I'm like, I guess I'll go pet the sloth. It, it was really funny. Actually, I think it was last week. They had it in the office area, just kind of holding it and walking around. And I was on my way back to my desk. And of course, that means I stopped because it was just kind of hanging out. Literally, it kind of just hangs. <laughs> and they're like, have you gotten to pet it yet? Go ahead and pet it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just got to like hang out with the sloth. It was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, Let's see. We're going to come back to this one here in a second, but let's do this. Um, Sarah says Curacao is her favorite. Oh, yeah, Sarah. Right there with you. That's why I say Bombini. 
I've only been there once and it was enough. Like I left that Island in love with it. Like just in love with it. And I'm pretty sure I feel the same way about Bonaire and I enjoyed Aruba. I didn't get to see a lot of Aruba, but what I did see, I liked, but yeah, man, Curacao, that architecture there. Oh, and then the experience I had underwater, it was just amazing. People were so friendly. It was really cool. Um, and then we're going to come back to this one here because it's a question. Where's the best place to snorkel in Roatan excur excursion or their public beach? Not the, don't go to the public beach for, for snorkeling. If the visibility is garbage usually, and there's nothing there but sand. Um, if you want to just to get, if you just want a beach cause you like to get in the water, the beach is fine. But, um, if you want to snorkel, you need to get away from beaches to get to the best snorkeling because that's not how coral reefs work. So uh, the place that I've gone and I, I've been to Roatan three or four times and I've, and I've always gone to the same place because I can't stop going there. It's called Maya key. It's literally right across from the um, smaller cruise port and you can't get there with all the cruise lines all the time. Like it's not always available, but the snorkeling at Maya Key is just amazing. Like I, I don't even know what I could compare it to. It's just so it's just solid coral and just really cool. And you can swim. It's so shallow that there's actually a channel in the coral you swim through because the coral is like at low tide popping out of the water. So you can swim over it where it's like literally a couple feet underwater. So you don't have to dive down to see it. It's loaded with marine life and then it drops off. So if you're like me and you like to free dive, you can drop, you can drop down about 40, 50 feet and check out. There's always lionfish down there hanging out and stuff. And it's just a wall of coral that goes down. It's just amazing. I'm, I'm sure there are other places in Roatan that are like that. I just haven't been to them. I know a lot of people who have done a lot of diving in Roatan and say it's amazing. So I would just make sure you go someplace that has the coral, not, not a beach. Yeah. My key is really cool also because yes, it's got really good snorkeling and it's got the beach, but they've got a lot of stuff right on the little Island. Like they had a, a sea lion show. They have the, the monkeys that you can go in and feed them and they jump all over you. I have pictures on my Facebook of that and they have, They've got like some big cats and other creatures. We didn't walk through Crocodiles. the whole thing. There's so much stuff right on Maya Key. So the snorkeling's amazing, but they've got a lot of other really cool things rescue, to experience. Rescue animals is what they say. Yeah. They've got like margays, jaguars, some birds. Yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff. It is definitely a cool place. Um, and the food there, like you get food included, like a little – it's like rice and chicken, rice and beans, like jerk chicken, rice and beans. And it is really good food. Like I'm not really a big rice and beans fan in general. I like black bean soup sure. and stuff. I'm going to see if I can do But it thing. is, um, yeah, it is, it is really top notch. You're going to try and share a screen. Problem is we're using the laptop with only one screen. It's okay. So we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. There we go. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. You're like a professional. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not like the best screen share in the world. But, Some yeah. of those monkeys are rude, though, just so you know. Oh, yeah. They pulled my hair like crazy. They'll but also they... pull other things on them. And so, I'm just saying. You, <laughs> may have were... to, you may have some advanced conversations with your children if you, if you go. But they them. were all over. It was, it was such a cool experience. Really cool. Cool. That was that. 
That was my first time trying to share a screen like that. Good job. Yay. Well done to you. Hooray. All right. Are we ready to are we ready to wrap this thing up? I think, I think it is time. An hour? That's what? an hour. Yeah, we did it. All right. Oh, let's see. Sorry, <laughs> I am not ready for this. That's okay. It's our first time through. So Oh. What do I say? Oh, on that night, no, it's time to head for the horizon. <laughs> and until next time. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out through the podcast and um, and helping us out with the questions. Um, as as I said earlier, uh, it is Reno's eleventh birthday, and so we wanted to uh, wish him a happy birthday. Look, if go ahead and put that link back in there. We're we'll see if we can get if if okay. you we'll see if we can get anybody to come in here. And uh, and come on board because we can have up to nine more people on here. And if we can get some people on here, we're gonna sing Reno happy. We're gonna sing Reno happy. We're gonna sing happy birthday to Reno. But yeah, join in. Come on over. We can get up to nine of you. And if we get a few people, at least we'll sing him happy birthday. And then he's got a cake. There we go. There's Mr. Klaykowski. Bring the man on board. Hey, What's Jim? up? What's going on? How's it going, friends? It may I, just be uh, it may just be us singing "Happy Birthday" to the dog. Nobody else is is coming on. Well, I'll help you sing. All right. <laughs> Do you want to hold the dog or the cake? I'll hold the dog. Okay. All right. Come here, dog. By the way, I have to say I love the look of the studio. Oh, thank uh, you. Oh, thank you. And the audio is killer. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> good. Good like deal. It. All right. The good dog's deal. face oh. is not in the camera. There dog, we go. Dog, you have to look at the camera. All right. All right, here we go. Ready? And here's his cake. Oh, <laughs> see him happy birthday. Look I know. All right. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Reno. Happy birthday to you. All right, Reno. I'm going to give him his. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, Reno. Reno cake for the win. It's like a cupcake, you know. It's a pup cake. It's a like cupcake. Pup yeah, Here's he's gonna to choke you, on it. Put him down to Blue eat that. it. Okay. He's gonna choke on it. All right, we'll put him down. Here's Safety first, Reno. Reno. <laughs> the dog's okay. <laughs>